Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, freaks and geeks, worms and germs, and welcome to the Cocktail Hour. I'm your host, Tahit LaRocco, a.k.a. Fish, a.k.a. Don Period, a.k.a. The Doctor, a.k.a. Logan, a half elder dozen names I've gone through over the years. With me is my co-host, a girl who has the mutant ability of giving someone a cold through the phone, Miss Robin Dubois. <laughs> well, I was well until you said you were sick. And then I got sick like three days later, so it's your fault. It's the contagion through the phone. Uh, how was your week? It was not fun. Not fun at all. Like, no. I don't you know it's been I haven't been sick for probably over three years. Wow, that's longer than I have. Yeah. I want and almost oh I want a little over a year without getting sick. This is the second time I got sick this year. Dude, it's not fun at all. The headaches, the body aches, the chills, the sweats. I'm like, I didn't have what the chills, the thanks God. Oh, yeah, that. You think you're crazy going through menopause? Well, if you have a vagina. Yeah, I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> I can imagine, and... but I, I have no experience with metaphors, and I don't think I ever will. So was it, I think it was Friday. I walked into work. I look like poo. Oof. I'm like, first thing I say, I'm like, to my manager, I'm like, listen, I'm not feeling so well. She's like, get out. Get out. Go get a COVID test. I'm like, okay. I wait in line for like probably like an hour. And my nurse, man nurse, his name was Dimitri. I don't forget his name because he actually pronounced my name properly. Because my first and last name is French. Most people do not know how to say my name properly. First or last. And he was right on the T. And he, he curtsied to me. And I Curtsy. Yes, he was just so sweet and fun. And he gave me the origin of his name. It was all before my COVID test. And he's Greek. So he explained to me, when you're Greek, your name is based on your grandparents' name. Okay. And he went into how his grandfather was an asshole to his father. So he wasn't named as he should have. So he's his great-great-grandfather he was named after. And yeah, he had an interesting laugh, and he actually administered that test very nicely and so gentle. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so awesome. Like, he's like, thank you. He kept curtsying to me anytime he left me in the room. Well, that's better than what I went through this week, which was nothing. <laughs> Let me see. What happened Monday? Monday was boring. Tuesday was boring. Wait, did I go to work Tuesday? Did you go to work Tuesday? I am my I am so out of it. I don't know which week is week. I know one of the weeks I didn't go to work because I uh, took the day off. No, I did go to the week all this week. I was in work all this week. Damn, I don't know. I was just out of it this whole week. No, wait. <laughs> no, no, I did not go to week. That did not. That's okay. That's what happened. I did not go to work on Tuesday. Remember. Because we did the recording on Tuesday. Oh, because, yeah. Yeah. So, people, I have to apologize. The last episode was a day late. And I'm not going to put the full blame on Robin. But it was mostly her fault. 
We yeah, normally we film all my fault. Mostly, mostly, mostly. Not all. We normally film on a Sunday. And I called Robin and she ended up working late, so we weren't able to film. So I was like, all right, cool, that's fine. I don't think I watched the movie either. No, I didn't take notes. I didn't watch the movie the second time because we did New Mutants and I did not watch the movie the second time to take the notes. So I was like, cool, I didn't take the notes anyway. That does that means I don't have to rush. I can do it tomorrow. This was that that would be Monday. So Monday comes along. I'm watching the movie. I took my notes. Actually, I did it that did do it that Sunday night. I took the notes that Sunday because I didn't have to rush. So I ended up doing it Sunday. So I was all set to film. I mean to film. God, I'm so used to doing videos. <laughs> so I was all set to record on Monday, right? I stretched with my arms over my head and I pulled my left arm, uh, my left shoulder out of its rotator cup. And it fucking hurt like a bitch. I stood up so fast when it happened and was wandering around just moaning because it was, it hurt so bad. And I had, I was trying to pop it back in. I was pulling it down and pushing it back up. It, I was stretching it out. I mean, it was a, it was so painful. It was so painful that I couldn't concentrate on anything. So I called Rob and I was like, listen, did you watch the movie? I don't think you watched it by that point. Mm, I don't think so either. Yeah, I don't no. think you watched it by that point. And I was like, okay, good, because I just fucked up my shoulder and I'm in pain and I can't focus. So there's no way I can do this tonight. I'm probably still going to be in pain when I get home. So there's no way. And I was, I was still in pain. And I got home, I called, I was like, yeah, it was 930. I'm like, yeah, no, I can't. I can't. I'm in too much pain. I'm just going to go, I'm just going to drink some whiskey and then go to sleep. I'm going to drink this pain away and go to sleep. So then we ended up recording on Tuesday, which is when she told me she was sick. But we still went through the recording. It normally takes me three days to edit out because I got to edit out all the clicks and the background noise and and all the gaps in between when we have to pause because people are making noise. So I had to get rid of all that stuff. So that normally takes me three days. Wednesday, I did some of it. Cool. I have to Thursday. Thursday, I did some of it. And then that was when I started feeling sick. It was Thursday night because I did some of it. And I was like, all right, I will finish this on Friday morning. And Thursday night, I went outside for a little bit, came back inside, went to sleep. I woke up and I was sick as a dog. <laughs> I spent most of that day sleeping. I tried to do some editing, but I could barely keep my eyes open. So I really didn't finish the editing until Saturday morning. That's why that episode came out Saturday afternoon. Like I spent, I woke up around eight or nine Saturday morning, edited till about 11. And then I couldn't stay awake anymore. And I ended up passing out again until probably around one o'clock and i'm just frantically trying to edit edit finish edit edit and i finally finished and i finished at five o'clock and that's when i posted it so it didn't go up until 5 30 saturday so that's why that episode was a day late on top of that while i was sick on friday <laughs> this is another reason why i was a day late while i was sick i did spend most of the time sleeping however we have a problem with the roof our roof the roof is leaking again so the roofers came on Friday, which I did not know was coming. So they were there, and I had to constantly go outside, talk to them. I had to go upstairs and take pictures of the roof because the roof is really bad. We have to get the insurance company 
to fix the roof. I mean, to, we have to go through the insurance company for the roof. It's not like you can do a patchwork. They're like the roof, the whole roof really needs to be redone. So I have to go up there and take pictures to show what they're doing to temporarily stop the leak. And I have to take that. Uh, um, I'm trying to negotiate with these guys because they already did some work and they did what we asked them to do, but that didn't solve the problem. So they had to do some more work. So I had to, we had to do that. I mean, it was a whole mess. And the fact that I was sick and it was cold as hell, it was like 46 degrees on Friday. So I have to go outside 46 degrees multiple times while I'm trying to get better. And I'm sick. I'm sneezing. I'm drinking all this this tea and, and medicine. And I was just, it was just a mess on Friday. So that was my week. Basically, my weekend was just pretty much that Friday. It was a total clusterfuck for me. All because I ended up getting sick. Mm-mm-mm. But they did what they had to do. I think the leaking stopped for now. We got to get the insurance company to uh, take care of that. You know, they're going to have, eventually, we're going to have to have the appraiser come again. And I have to go up there with him because we had the appraiser come. And he looked at the roof and said, it's fine. But there's so many soft spots up there. Like, if you stomp at a certain spot, your foot's going to go through it because. It's old wood. What they did was when they refurbished his house, they didn't replace the roof. They just they just left the same wood that was up there. I think all they did was like put a new tarp over it. A roof tarp. They just put the new... I, I, I'm not sure that's what it's actually called, but I think they just put the... I just call it a roof tarp. It's, 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 it's a mat. I don't know if anybody's ever been on a roof or done any roof work, but it's like a mat. It's like a gravel tar mat combination that they make and what they do is they put tar down then they put an insulation on top of that then they put the tar and then they melt it all together so that it's it's um it stays but contrary to what people believe water is very strong and doesn't matter how strong something else is eventually that water is either going to corrode it or seep through it so there's at some point in time on a house, a roof is going to get rotten no matter what. And this house is very, very old. So now, next time the appraiser comes, I have to be here so I can go up there with him because everyone else is afraid of heights and then show him where all the soft spots are so we can get this roof done. So that's what I have to look forward to. So that was my week. I was also dreading today which i was surprised because on youtube the Voorhees review came out because youtube gets the podcast reviews late a week late so that came out today you gotta stop moving <laughs> oh let me move the mic it's it's embedded in my blanket why is the mic embedded in your blanket and this is staying in here why is the mic embedded in your blanket I'm nuzzled in. Are you nuzzled in your mouth? (laughs) It always gets there. Okay, now it's on my shoulder. Okay. Wait, it's connected to the cord, your mic? Yeah. Uh, See, I know what to get you. I'm getting you a gamer headphone for Christmas. That's what I'm getting. (laughs) A gamer headphone with the mic attached to the uh, the headphone piece, like the one I have. You You do is turn it up, and you turn it down. Doesn't touch anything. You just don't, don't be an idiot like me and constantly smacking it, waving your arms in the air like a goddamn retard. 
Oh wait, we can't. I think that was we can't what use I that word anymore. Week. We can't use that word anymore, right? Okay, so um, nope. uh, my apologies. Like uh, uh, goddamn. Oh, those wavy things in front of Gat. Uh, Thank you. There you go. Uh, yeah, <laughs> one of the wavy men, like a goddamn wavy man. Okay, so I just, just, just yeah, as long as you don't do that, you're fine. Which I did in the last <laughs> podcast a couple of times. I'm sorry, I'm I'm, I'm animated when I talk. I don't even remember what I was saying. You threw me off with the cruffling and the scuffling. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever that's story... oh the uh, the review for Voorhees came right, out right um, right yeah. so yes the, the the Voorhees review came out this week and I was dreading that because I I assumed I was going to I probably we probably will get a still get a lot of flack about that some people it'll probably take a little while for people to catch on that that's up there but I thought we was going to get a lot of flack about that but we didn't. What we actually got was the special effects guy commented on there. And oh, really? Yes, he did. And I have a list here of praises that I have to give, and this is one of them. Because we really didn't give this, we really did not give this special effects team enough praise. I mean, I, I did say that this was close to top notch. This was top notch stuff, close to Hollywood, uh, Hollywood quality special effects. And I said the only thing wrong was the mask. And it just needed a few tweaks, right? Mm-hmm. So he wrote me. And there's a reason why the mask is the way it is. Not only did they only have a week, one week, to make this mask, but they never even met the actor who was going to wear it. They had to make this mask without a model to sculpt it on. Wow. And it looked that good without having a model. The, the special effects company is called Amos Effects. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. A-M-O-S-F-X Effects. Considering the fact that they made that mask without a model to put a cast on is fucking amazing. Because like I said, really the only is. problem I had with it was the eyes, which totally blacked out. And that's because they didn't have a model, so they couldn't cast it properly around the actor's eyes. And the angle when it was shot, when the mask, you could tell it was a mask on the guy's head. The reason that was a problem was because the mask was too big for the actor. They had the stuff cotton in there so it would be flat and not look totally fucked up. Oh, <laughs> so, innovation right there. Yeah, so considering those problems, that mask was fucking amazing. Those guys are great. And if you need someone to hire for special effects, or for practice, I'm sorry, because I can't just say special effects. I have to be specific. For practical effects, not, not computer graphic special effects, but practical effects, you want to hire them. Because they did that without having the actor there to make sure that it was proper. And it still looked good. So I got to give them serious props for that, more than I gave them last week. Because like we said, all the other effects were great. It was just the tweaking of the mask that needed, and that's because they didn't have a model to put the to do the molding cast on. So that in mm-hmm. itself is amazing to me because I know how hard it is to do practical effects. I've done practical effects; it's not easy. So yeah, uh, Amos FX, Amos FX. I think I think it's pronounced Amos, but they are they are really really good at what they do. Really good because not many people can pull it off and have. And have it so that it it's very, very little flaws in it. 
film-wise. And I'm, I guarantee if they had the model, they wouldn't have used that blackness in the eyes. They would have had it, uh, they would have had it so it fit around the actor's eyes. So I'm giving them props for that. I also got to give praise to Josh Boone and Nate Lee for New Mutants. I didn't give them enough praise last week because I don't know if they're actual Marvel fans or they just went back and did their research. But the characters were the way they were supposed to be. We didn't bring that up last time. Those characters, they even made Wolfbane, a.k.a. Pharaoh. I don't know if she changed her name again after that. Scottish, which a lot of writers wouldn't have done. A lot of directors wouldn't have done because Josh Boone also directed the movie. They wouldn't have done that. They would have just had somebody come up and say, oh, yeah, that's Wolfbane and just have them do whatever accident. No, they actually specifically wanted that character to be authentic and had her Scottish. So I got to give them praise for that because they was the characters, except for magic, except for magic, because I don't remember her being that much of an asshole. But all the other characters were exactly the way they were supposed to be. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe magic was an asshole. I wasn't a huge magic fan. But I honestly don't remember her being an asshole like that. There was something else, too, I was thinking about that I didn't notice. Those Buffy episodes, they were foreshadowing. They related to the movie. They were foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Because the first scene from the, the other one, they showed it was Willow, Willow and, and Tara, her. which was foreshadowing mm-hmm. for Mirage and Feral. And then they showed the Hush, which was foreshadowing for the Russian guys. I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't realize it until I thought about it and I was just like, you know, I just like, oh shit. That was foreshadowing. So that was I, I didn't give praise for those. I didn't give enough praise for that. So yeah, Josh Boone, Nate Lee, bravo. Bravo. I think honestly, I other than Marvel Studios, I think they've made the Marvel characters closest to what they were supposed to be in a film, to the comic character. I don't know if I said that correctly, but I'm pretty sure y'all understand what I meant. And I'm giving praise to myself. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) Because every time I say something, someone tells me I'm wrong, and I feel like I'm giving you guys information that's wrong. But it's not wrong, because what I say is actually true. I said that my hero at the the Hero Rising was the last... My Hero Academia movie, and I said, the guy said this. And then I found out there was a third one, and I thought I was just, I thought I fucked up. Turns out, I was fucking right. I thought I was crazy. But you know what? I'm not crazy! You're crazy! Especially you, Napa! (laughs) I went and found that fucking article. He did say that was the last movie. I I went and searched for that article to see if I was right. And yes, he said that was going to be the last movie and then decided to do a third one. So I'm not crazy. I'm not giving you false information. People just change their fucking minds. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the doubt that you felt, you're like, wait, what? Yes. Third movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> I thought I was going nuts. I thought I dreamt it. I read something wrong. No. Nope. I know I read an article. <laughs> Yeah, because I did. I knew I was right. (laughs) Hmm. So now that we cleared all that up, I am still a little sick. I'm better than I was before, but I have a bit of a cough. So this week I am drinking a hot toddy instead of my regular drinks. I have my whiskey and my hot toddy, so it's still the cocktail hour. What's in a hotty toddy? 
Uh, it's tea with whiskey. Oh, <gasps> how amazing! Yeah, yeah, it's, it's tea with uh, was uh, I think like a shot of whiskey in it. I mean, you can put more if you want, but yeah, it helps with with your cold. So I'm drinking that. Oh, that sounds so nice. Dang it, that would hit the spot right now. That would warm me right up. So, because I'm still a little sick, unfortunately, Miss Dubois here is going to have to do all the heavy lifting today. Because when I watched the movie we're going to be reviewing today, I was I was just too out of it to take notes. I took zero notes. I remember most of it because I pretty much just watched it a few hours ago. But even then, I was still feeling kind of sleepy, so I just I didn't have the, I couldn't I didn't have the focus to. Uh, Ooh, excuse me. I didn't have the focus to take notes. So Miss Dubois is going to be doing all the heavy lifting this this podcast, and I'm going to be chiming in here and there. And hopefully not coughing all over the microphone. <laughs> uh, but today's movie is um, Fatal Affair. Fatal Affair just came out on Netflix starring Neil Long. Who looks really good, by the way. I was like, whoa, she looks mm-hmm. good. Nia <laughs> Long, Nia Long. You know, some people when they age, they start to look, they start look like Whoopi Goldberg. She don't look as good as she used to. But Nia Long still looks good. And Omar Epps. Now that's a name I've not heard in a long time. A long time. Yeah, he kind of uh, disappeared for a while, <laughs> but he's back. He's back, and it was good. It was good to see him back because I, you know, I enjoy his work. I haven't. I don't remember the last thing. I think the last thing I saw him in was uh, Dracula Two Thousand. No, he was in House. Oh, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. He was in House. Well, I said, like I said, the last thing I saw him in because I didn't watch. Oh House. yeah. But yeah, I forgot he was in House. That's right. That's right. Well, he's got a new movie out. It's a Netflix movie. It came out, I think, in uh, April or August. It was one of the A months. One of the A months, I think it came out. But it definitely came out this year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you want to get straight into this? All right. Because that's all the introduction I can do about that. I didn't bother looking <laughs> up who directed it or who wrote it. Oh, neither did I. We'll yes. look into that after. Yeah, like I said, I, I, I didn't have the focus I normally have. Okay. So, where to start? Okay. pretty. How we start off the film with what? Sex. So. <laughs> sex. Oh, yeah, that's right. It did start with sex. Yeah, it started with sex. <laughs> so, we see a couple literally getting it in in a nice living room. A nice house, mind you. Gorgeous. And it seems as if someone's watching them. Like, is a stranger in the house? Is See, you know what? Angry... I didn't get that. I just was just like, well, like I said, my focus was off. But I was just like, okay, this is where we're starting. All right. A couple. <laughs> I, didn't re- I didn't catch that. It seemed like, was like the camera moving like someone was watching? Yeah, them? the camera. At first, I'm like, the camera was normal. But at some point, the camera started like to be like a weird angle. Huh. I didn't catch that. I didn't catch that at all. And I'm like, okay. So after they finish their business, she goes into the kitchen. He's calling out to her. It's like, I'm just going to get some water. So the house is completely dark. And I'm like, so you don't turn on any lights to walk around? I don't turn on lights to walk around. I can see in the dark. <laughs> the house is huge, bro. So she hears Listen, the shuffling. Listen, if you know your house, 
You don't need to turn on lights. Stevie Wonder knows his house forward and backwards, and he's blind. <laughs> like, like, if you know, seriously, if you know your house, you don't need to turn on lights. Unless, the only time you need to turn on lights is if you live with somebody and they just like to leave shit all over the place. Because then you start tripping over stuff that shouldn't be where, where, wherever it is. But if you know your house, you don't need to turn on the lights. That's true. Lots of times I get up in the middle of the night. I don't turn on the lights. I just go where I got to go and come back. I know where everything is. Nah, sometimes I could be a pumpkin, especially in a space so big like that, because this was a nice place. It was huge and spacious. She hears a shuffling. She calls out to her boo, thinking he's playing hide and seek with her or something of the sort. At this point, me personally, I get a little nervous. So I'm turning on some lights. She hears the water running from the bedroom. Uh, Oh, yeah, she was in the bedroom. Yes, from the bedroom. Yes. She finally finds him thinking, okay, he's in the bath. She's like, hey, babe. Oh, there's a bloody body in the bath. She found Travis. His name was Travis, by the way. I forgot his name. (laughs) She screams, and then someone snatches her up. Then we switch scenes. Beautiful ocean scenery. Nia Long driving in her nice Lexus car on the phone. Whose name is Ellie and she is a lawyer. Yes, with a gorgeous wedding band she keeps staring at. She drives up to her beautiful ocean view house. We see a sold sign outside of the house. Okay, I missed the sold sign. I I noticed a wedding ring. How they focused on that for like Kept a good 10 seconds. I was like, all right, we get it. She's married. <laughs> you don't have to stay on that for so long. Right. Like like two, three seconds is good enough. We're like, oh, actually one second is good enough. You see a wedding ring and an engagement ring next to each other. You know that woman's married. So I don't know why they kept it on it for like 10 seconds. And I'm not cutting you off. I'm just chiming in because I'm no! sure people hear my voice. But go ahead. <laughs> I don't want to just sit here and like let you go through the whole thing quietly and like not say a word. So I'm just Makes chiming in more here. Fun. And there. We see her husband. He starts unpacking some things. And they're talking back and forth. Uh, they have a daughter in college, Berkeley, which is an hour away. And he seemed to have had a type of accident. And there's yeah, like they a... explain that later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did have he an had... accident a scar like a deep scar on his arm and like a lot of pills on the nightstand yo where the hell was i doing all this because this is what i (laughs) let me tell you what i saw i saw everything you said in the beginning with that chick and her boyfriend i saw the wedding ring and then the next thing i know she's at the law office so i don't know where you saw all that stuff before that (laughs) i was dead serious fucked with the nose like she was at when I when I, I the next thing I remember is she's at the law office and I was confused what was going on there because they were talking about it was this is that was where she met uh, Omar Epps yes yeah, so that came after this yes right, right. after because so we're gonna fast lame. forward a little bit yes because that's so... that's when it actually gets interesting so because apparently yeah. all that other stuff was boring to me even though it was kind of important sort of but then they repeated again later on. I guess it wasn't important for me to know then because they just repeated again, which is good, which is good. It's a good thing to repeat stuff at least once in a movie so that not like right away, but later on. So because, you know, either someone's not paying attention like I wasn't or they forget. So that's a good thing. So they do repeat 
the same thing later. Like later on, you see him taking the shower and you see the scar and you're like, oh yeah, that's right. He was, he was recovering from something. So that's a good thing. Uh, they, they did, that was a good thing for them to do with the writing, repeat it a second time. Each thing, like the daughter in college, the accident, the fact that she's a lawyer, they did repeat it a second time. So you, so it sticks. But yeah, I can't, I remember the part I remember after the wedding ring and her driving was they went to the law firm and um, she met Omar Epps, who she went to college with. He's a tech consultant now. And the reason he's there is because the law firm she works for is doing some, there was some type of lawsuit with a patent, but the way they explained it was very confusing. I didn't know who was suing who, what was going on with what, who they were trying to get some emails from somebody's nephew who worked at some other place. And I don't know if, I don't know if that was incriminating to the defendant. I didn't even know who, I didn't even know who they were representing. I don't know if they were representing the plaintiffs or the defendant. I was very confused about what was going on with this lawsuit. Somebody was getting sued. Yeah, that's all I know. Some I'm I'm sure it's not it's not important. Well, yeah, it's not it wasn't important to the story. But the fact that it was so confusing, I was focused on it for quite a while. Like they were talking Omar Epps and 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 what was Omar Epps character's name? David. Okay, yeah, okay, his name was David. So David and Ellie were talking but I honestly wasn't paying attention to what they were saying because I was too busy trying to figure out what the hell was going on with this lawsuit. Because it was just a jumble of words that just didn't make any type of sense to me at that point. I just questioned, they're going to have him hack into emails. Is that legal? That's what I was questioning. Uh, Technically, no, it's not. <laughs> technically, no. Technically. <laughs> Doesn't seem like. But if the hacks into the email and they say they don't know that the emails just came, they don't reveal where the emails came from, can't prove that it was gotten illegally. So that's what I'm saying. Technically, it's not legal. But as long as you don't say where, how you got that information, they can't, they you can't get in trouble for it. Mm. They did say gotcha. the emails will probably be inadmissible in court, but whatever. So what happened after? Oh, what happened after that? She went home. After, That's what yep. happened after that. So already from the rip, you see Omar Epp giving her longing looks as she walked away. You know, you know. Even before that, when they were sitting there at the office and he was looking at her, the, the, I kept hearing the song "Hungry Eyes" in my head <laughs> with his big old bulgy eyes. That's all. Because that was the first thing I thought of. Hungry eyes. <laughs> You look at you and you can't deny I got hungry. That's the movie. Hmm. All righty. So, and that yeah. was when I found out. That was when she went back home and they were having dinner. That's when I found out he he was recovering from something because he got a new job and she was like, "Okay, just remember you're still recovering." I was like, "Oh, what the hell happened to him?" Right. It was such a mystery. You're recovering. You're recovering. So she seems a little bit lonely because, you know, she's on the patio by herself. And She wasn't lonely. She's an asshole is what she is. <laughs> she was one of those people who don't know what they have and looking on the other side of the fence and like, 
oh, their grass is greener than mine. Mm, I'm stuck here with this so-called, this kind of green grass, and their green is all bright and colorful. Bitch, did you look at your house? Did you look at your husband? (laughs) She. She was just one of those people who was ungrateful for what she had. Plain and simple. True. Nia Long supposed to meet up with her friend Courtney um, for drinks because she wasn't able to go out with her the day, day before or something of the sort. She actually invited David out with them. Then last minute, as Nia Long gets to the place, her friend calls her. Sorry, I have to make the case. I can't come out tonight. Sorry. I'd be pissed. You, Why couldn't you tell me before I got? Well, uh, uh, I get it. You know, you get stuck at work. You like, you know, you think you're gonna make it. Excuse me, you think you're gonna make it, and then at the last minute, you're like, "Fuck, I can't." So that part was okay for me. I get because that happens. That that really happens in real life. That made sense. Nah, Courtney, I already was like, I don't, I don't bangs with people like that because you already know I don't live in the city anymore. You already know I went out of my way. The least you could do is shoot me a text. But no, this is before she moved. No, no, she she was outside the city. Remember. Well, that was the still... first complaint the first time why she didn't go out with Courtney the first time. Said, Courtney, you know traffic on a thing going home from the thing. And she said, oh, come on. Come out with drinks with me again. Like okay. I said, for me, it went from her driving in the car with that focusing on the wedding wing to her walking into the office. So anything in between there is a total blank to me. You're funny. I don't probably I don't really like Courtney at this point. <laughs> <laughs> She's one of people that mm, yeah, you just mm-mm. So Omar Epp is already there and you know they sit for drinks and catch up. They start talking and he picks up from her tone that there's trouble in her life or her marriage. And that was a red flag right there. And I will say this. The movie does move pretty quickly, and it's not jarring quickly either. They tell you what you need to know very quickly, but the pacing is really good because all this takes place in 15 minutes of movie time, but it doesn't feel like it's rushed. So yeah, it moves quickly, smooth. but it's a nice smooth pace of moving quickly. By this point, it's 15 minutes into the movie, and you got all this information, but it doesn't feel like it's loaded onto you. It doesn't feel like everything is being rushed to get to the next scene. It's a very nice pace, and you get all the information quickly. So the movie does flow very nicely. You don't feel like you've been sitting there for 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes, for 15 minutes. Like, what goes on here? You already get the menacing music. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The first red flag right there. Her husband's texting her. She lies to her husband. Yeah. That's that's, that's a no-go. And what she says to Omar Epps, like the key highlight of the movie, after 20 years of being with someone, you realize you're sleeping with a stranger. Well, that's what happens when you don't have real conversations. You don't spend time with each other. Yeah. Uh, Maybe you should just, you know, spend more time with your husband. And have real conversations. And isn't uh, that exciting, technically? Other than the... talking about what's for dinner and the weather. And and I don't even know what the fuck else they were talking about. Because that's pretty much all they fucking talk about. <laughs> right. And make it exciting. If it's sleeping with a stranger, like, do something for... I don't know. She, she just... You're right. She just made it seem as if her life was so terrible. Anyways. She did. She made it seem like she had the worst life in the world. That's also when I found out they had a daughter in college during that conversation. 
That's what I'm saying. They say they repeat the same thing twice, but not too close together. So later on, it's repeated again, and you remember, you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. But yeah, no, yeah, she just made it seem like she had the worst life ever for no fucking reason whatsoever. How about you go spend some quality time with your husband that doesn't consist Mm. of talking about the mundane of every day, talking about work, talking about food, talking about the weather. Right. Planned trips. Like, what the heck? I know you're busy with. I mean, he's he's recovering. He's not really working right now. Oh, by the way, her husband is an architect. Forgot to mention that. Yes, he is an architect. But yeah, so she asks Omar, well, David, why didn't we date back in college? You clearly must have had a reason why you didn't date you him forgot, in college. You forgot, though. That was when they went to the nightclub, she asked that. Because after... Yeah. They, after after um, having a bottle of wine at that whatever, what was it bar? Lounge? It was a lounge, right? A lounge. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was the same place. Oh, no, like, it was a I... different place. They went to a different place. After the lounge, they decided oh, to go to a nightclub. Oh, that's another mistake right there. Like, yeah. why you need to, like... Because she was sitting there, he's like, another bottle of wine? And she's like, well, if we have another bottle of wine, people are going to start talking. So like, what do you want to do? And she said, go back 20 years. And that's when they went to a nightclub. And it, by the way, it was an old person nightclub because they were playing old people music. <laughs> it was it was Shadows in New York City. That's what it was. <laughs> you ever been to Shadow, Club Shadow? No, I have not. Club Shadows for people 40 and over. Actually, it might be 50 and over at this point, the music they play there. They're playing Forget Me Not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, okay, so while they're in their club, they, she asks, why didn't we date? He then admits that he already knew she worked for the firm when he took the job. <laughs> Which seemed innocent at first. Seems innocent at first. You know, oh yeah, you know, someone calls you. Like, you want to work for this job? You want to see who works? And you're like, oh shit, I know her. I went to school with her. That'd be nice to catch up. Yeah, I work with her. That seemed innocent at first. At first. Hmm, at first. They start dancing, dancing, then dancing a little closer. And then she pushes him away, runs to the bathroom. She looks at her wedding ring again. And she's about to walk out. He meets her at the door. And then they start having a full-blown makeout session. Yes, indeedy. So much so that he pulled her <laughs> panties down. Oh, Pull her God. panties down. She And her, her top busts over her very nice bralette, whatever she was wearing. Very nice. So... She pushes him away, realizing that this was dead wrong. And she's never she's asked like, for her panties back. She never did, actually. Nope, no, she just left. She, she didn't even grab him out of his hand. She just left. She runs outside and she realizes him, like, oh, this was a mistake and stuff. She gets in her the car, well, taxi. And she starts. Chased, to- oh, well, you forgot. He chased her to the car, trying yeah. to convince her to come back. Talking about yeah. how she just said. She's waking up next to a stranger. Everything she just told him, he threw back at her to try and get her to go with her. Yeah, just to get her to go to to have sex with him, right? And then there was a very weird scene. She's in the car thinking about what happened. And she's rubbing her neck. And I swear to God, I thought she was about to start masturbating in the back of that taxi. That ass. Yeah, that's why she starts (laughs) touching herself and thinking about him in the car. Because she starts on her cheek. And then moves down to her mouth, moves down her chin to her neck, starts to go towards her breast, 
And then the camera cuts to something else. I thought she was going to start masturbating in the back of that taxi. I thought that man was about to have a show. I really, mm-hmm. really did. That is true. So then, literally, switch scenes. She seems way more refreshed. Now she's all happy and appreciative of her life. She's happy with her husband, working out. She left the firm. Right. Well, that's another thing. Did we mention that? Oh, we'll we'll mention it again. Yes, because one of the things that uh, was happening with that lawsuit was that was supposed to be her last case with that firm. She wanted to start her own firm. And her and her husband were going to move to a beach house. I guess this is in California. It is, because Mm -hmm. I remember seeing an article that said Silicon Valley. So, yeah, she wanted to move to one of the beach houses in in California. I don't know where in California this was. But it was definitely in California. So she wanted to move to a. She was going to move to a beach house, and she's going to start her own firm. But where yeah, is do Berkeley you understand? College? Do you people understand why I said this girl is a, this woman is a bitch? She has great house, great husband, a wonderful life. She's about to start her own firm. They're about to move to a better house, and she's over there complaining. This is why I did not like this woman <laughs> at all. <laughs> Uh, I was sitting there watching. I'm just like, I can't stand this woman right now. Like, she deserves Mm -hmm. everything she gets. But yeah, time moves forward. I don't know how much time moved forward, but they get this house. She starts her firm. So keep in mind, you have to, she had to finish this case, then move, then start her firm, and then move furniture into the house, move furniture into the firm. So this is a long period of time. This is like maybe six months, maybe longer. That has gone by. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I wish they said because they 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 have that ability. They could tell us how much time passed, but they didn't. Although, well, see, that's the thing. It, it it's it's not important. You get the idea that a lot of time has passed by, so you really don't have to know exactly how much time has passed by. I mean, it could make it creepier, but yeah, I thought the same thing. Why they didn't tell us? But I, I'm not giving anything like crazy away but like later on in the movie they actually tell you how much time passed did they what they couldn't do yeah they did mm. okay we'll get to that when you get to that part okay so she's refreshed because i want to know how much time uh-huh. passed <laughs> right and the husband's scars are healing up very well because that you're right time has passed because how they look before like fresh and weltering now like they're they're healing up very well they are all they are just like the perfect couple now. <laughs> After right. she had that almost affair, all of a sudden she feels guilty and becomes the perfect wife and they have the perfect relationship. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. And all in the meantime, David is still calling. Yes, he was, and she was ignoring his phone calls. Mm-hmm. Next scene we see David in therapy. Ooh, no surprise there. Yeah, this is the first sign this guy was fucking out of his goddamn mind. And in like his the mind... Other, like, all the other signs was just like, alright, this guy is like a dirtbag. No, a this much, is when you yeah. find out this guy is fucking crazy. <laughs> yep. He, oh, he's crazy. In his mind, he's seeing her. The therapist already, she's like, oh yeah, okay, David. She's skeptical. She mentions his court-ordered anger management. Oh my oh goodness, what did Ellie get herself into? But but 
the way he was describing it was fucking. I, I love Omar Epps because he is such a good actor. The way he was describing <laughs> okay. it, he was sitting there talking. He's like, "Yo, things are good. Things are good. You know, I, uh, I my job is great. Got a new place. I'm seeing somebody. We're taking it slow, though. You know, you just gotta. So I'm kind of giving her a, a little bit of her space. But the, you know, right. we're getting she's in there. Lawyer. We're getting there. Yeah, she's a lawyer. You know." But we, you know, we we take it as slow, so I'm trying to give her like some space <laughs> and stuff. But the therapist knew, like, oh, he's a crazy one, right? Here. Uh, so next scene, the daughter comes home from school. She's a pretty young girl. She's pretty. Um. So now we switch scenes again. Now it's Ellie walking with her friend Courtney. And the camera's a bit weird, and we hear menacing music. Someone's watching Ellie between the cars from this angle. She's about to get into her car, and he just happened to pop up on her and say, Hey, I left this building across the street, and I saw it was you, and I thought I'd come up to you. And he starts apologizing about what happened last time in the club, and she says, It's okay. And he continues to push it while there's a guy waiting in the car for Ellie's parking spot. And she she clearly feels like looks uncomfortable, but he's not letting it go. Yeah, he starts getting really pissed at the guy honking. Right. <laughs> instead, of like, start... instead of like, you know, just letting her go or whatever, or just like say he, he, to let his guy park, he starts screaming at the guy. It's a minute, in a minute. I'm like, yo, do you want to park? What the fuck? Yeah, we start seeing his temperature. Yeah, pretty much temper rising. Yeah. She escapes as the guy's honking and Dave's back to creepy texting her to the point she blocks him. Yeah, she finally blocks him. (laughs) Don't know why she didn't do that a long time ago, but she finally blocks him. (laughs) Not that it matters, but, you know, that should have been done a while ago. Right. A long time ago. And then she's happy again. More married sex with the fireplace going in the background, just like the first couple. And then someone's watching from the window. Guess who? David, of course. Next scene, Ellie's in her office. And guess who her assistant is? Well, no, you really wouldn't guess. It's Estelle. You know, American boy. Who? Estelle, she sings that, you'll be my American boy. That's who that was? I didn't know who that was. And she is the voice of Garnet on Steven Universe. I didn't know who that was. <laughs> I just knew it was her <laughs> assistant named Linda. That's all I know. I don't know who that chick was. I was like, what's this still doing in the movie? <laughs> I had no idea who that was. I'm like, really? That's who that was? I remember that song, mm-hmm. American Boy. Yeah, she, yeah, music-wise, she was okay. But really, Steven Universe was like, has been her best work. But anyway... So we see a glimpse of Ellie's office. Her husband comes to visit her and she tells him, don't forget, we're having dinner with Courtney, the three of us, because their daughter is going out for the evening. You know what? I I tell you what I did not like. Uh, That stupid trope of the overprotective father being an asshole to the date. I hated that. Mm. I hate that shit. (laughs) That is so annoying. They did that. That was the only that was the only trope that they had in there which i I, it's so fucking stupid stop putting that in movies we're over that right unless it's like like... for real comedic uh, some type okay you are scratching all over the place 
Oh, wow. I was actually scratching just now. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely getting you that for Christmas. But yeah, unless it's unless it's like for super comedic effect, just uh, please stop putting that in movies. Oh, I lost her. Now we got to wait. Yeah, please stop putting that in movies because it's tired. So tired. So boy comes to the door. He looks so young. Like he looks like 15 or 16 years old. And then that's the guy. uh, The fact you actually felt threatened by this little boy dating your daughter. He looks like a child. (laughs) He did look like a child. He did not look like he was in college. He looked like he just started high school. Like his voice was like, what? Not even his voice, his look. He literally looked like he just started high school. A child. Like, there's no reason to threaten him that you're an FBI. Like, but no. He needs to work on casting. So, dinner for three. Last minute plus one, Courtney walks in with someone. I personally think that's rude. You need to call me ahead of time and let me know you're bringing Real. someone. For real, that that was that. I was that was pretty rude. <laughs> I'm like, that, who the hell just shows up with? Two. I told you, I didn't like what? Courtney from the beginning. Strike two. I, you know what? I like Courtney. What I did not, oh, I did not like Ellie. Oh, <laughs> uh, I should say I did not like Ellie until after they moved and Ellie became cool. But before that, she was an asshole. Mm-hmm. I had no problems with Courtney. Oh, I, I did have a problem with her showing up without calling with saying you have an extra person i don't know why they didn't have her call she didn't have to say who it is like oh yeah i met somebody can he come with me right like he would have said yes that was just poor writing poor writing and like that's courtesy like i if you're adding someone i have to put another plate out anyway yeah that was just poor writing because she could have said she could have called yeah i met somebody i want you to meet him Right. Is it cool if he comes with me? Because Ellie would have said, "Yeah, sure. I'm sorry. Tell me a little bit about him. Oh, blah blah blah. Oh, you're gonna love him." Or you could have said, "Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I have to go though. So I, you'll see him when I get there. I have. To, I can't right now. You know. I just want to know if it was okay." Right. I you you like- could have worked it in where she couldn't tell, describe, the, describe him to her and bring him along anyway. It could have been done instead of just having him show up out of nowhere. That was just like I'd have been because real life. I'd have been like, "What the fuck." Right. Just bring somebody here without noticed. Get out of here with that. And guess who? Dreadful music. It's David. He's the plus one. Of course he is. And right there and then he pretends like they don't know each other. She went along with it. That's that was a bad move off yeah. the rip. No. Yeah. Things things would not even have proceeded right there and then because you're not about to be in my house right now making me sweat. I mean, I get why she went along with it. She didn't want her husband to find out about what happened. But the fact that he went as far to date her friend and to get into her house. Yeah, like he's been she like this is after he talked to her. And then he goes and dates her friend. You're like, you you know there's a problem right then and there. I, I know you don't want your husband to know what happened. But, at, you know, at that point, you're like, yo, why are you pretending like we don't know each other? We went to school together. Right. At least you went to school together. Like, oh, hey, I know you went to school together. Hey, you start working at my firm. Something like don't pretend like you don't know him because you're putting your digging your hole even deeper. And then the fact you could like go off of him. like, oh, you pretend like you don't know me. Okay. Anyway. 
Not saying that was bad writing for her to pretend not to no, know him. Yeah, but not I'm just saying, more... character-wise, that was like kind of stupid character-wise. Uh, Ellie, come on, dog. Come on. But I'm pretty sure that was the point. Right. <laughs> so, Courtney is sus. Like, how are you just now meeting this man? <laughs> and you don't even tell Ellie about him. And they're just holding hands That's at the table. That's another thing, too. Like, it's like, oh, they're, they're supposed to be best friends. And she doesn't tell her that she met somebody. Because apparently they've been dating for a while. Right. So I don't understand why she didn't mention him earlier. That would be so insulting. And they're holding hands like they're all in love. Get out of here, Courtney. Get out of like here. Like I said, they clearly have been dating for a while. So why did you not mention him earlier? Not even by name or anything. Just say, yeah, I met someone. He's a great guy. And da, 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 da. One day, I hope you get to meet him. Something. Nope. If y'all are supposed to be best friends. She is an inconsiderate friend. That part was bad writing. Mm-hmm. This wasn't a casual friend. This was Ellie's best friend. There's no way Ellie's best friend is going to hold date somebody for a while and not mention it to Ellie. Well, clearly, she's an inconsiderate person from the beginning. As soon as you don't tell me that you're a <laughs> That part was bad writing. And as they sit there at the table awkwardly, David uses Ellie's own words against her with the 20 after being married to someone for 20 years, they become a stranger. He used them yeah, against because, her. Uh, he said he was divorced from his wife, which was the same thing he told Ellie earlier in the movie. So then, yeah, he tells them that yeah, he was divorced from his wife. And I think it was her husband. It was Ellie's husband who asked why. What the hell was his name again? No, she asked why off the rip. And no, that... at the table, because she had asked him why at the listening. She has no reason to ask him why again. I no, I, think I it thought was, it was I think it was weird his... that I think she it asked was her him husband. why. Really? I thought it was her husband who asked. Nah, because he's well, not. We'll go with your version because I was. Yeah. I will go with your version because I was sick, so I was kind of out of <laughs> watching it anyway. <laughs> And then that's when he retorts with her own words against her. Yeah. So she goes up to go get some dessert. She asks Courtney to go with her in the kitchen. And he was like, oh, no, I got this. I'm like, excuse me? I would be because alarmed. He knew, because he knew what was about to happen. She was about to spill the beans to Courtney. I'm like, Courtney, but Miss Courtney, why would you let this man go with your best friend? Like, wouldn't you be a weird? I'm like, no, why don't we both go together? Like, No. No, that's not. There's nothing weird about that. Because when you trust somebody, they're like, "Oh yeah, no, I'll go, I'll go do it for you." I was like, "Oh okay." She's no, that's not, that's too normal. trusting. That's just a normal thing when you're in the, like I said, this wasn't a first time meeting. They've been dating for a while. Like that's why that was bad writing with her just showing up with him. Yeah, that was best friends. Those two have been dating for a while. So at some point in time, she would have mentioned it to her best friend that she's dating someone. Like, girls, we like to go chat. Like, if I call you to the kitchen, you come to the kitchen with me. Like, because we chatting. But anyway, so they get into the kitchen. She, The first question she asks him, are you crazy? He g- retorts to her, you don't return my calls or my texts. How else am I supposed to reach you? Crazy! She's like, you're not. That was the point. <laughs> Right. He he and was, then she kicks she tells him to get the fuck out and he makes up an excuse and leaves. 
Yep. Courtney leaves with Courtney this man. With yep. No, Courtney chooses to go with him. She's like, oh, I don't want you to drive alone. I guess they drove together, didn't they? Oh, no, because Ellie... No, she said she didn't want Ellie to drive back home alone because Ellie was going to drop her home. And she's like, no, I don't want you to drive home alone. Meaning, as you're talking to Ellie when she said that, meaning she didn't want Ellie to drop her off and then drive all the way back home by herself. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what she expect to happen to her driving home by herself. Yeah, because she's full of shit. Because you remember in the beginning, you didn't mind her coming out to the city to hang out with you. Listen, and you don't again, even tell her. Again, that was, again, bad writing. <laughs> That's what that was. <laughs> that was, again, bad writing. So we switch scenes now. Ellie is running on the beach, which is very difficult. She is stressed. Would have been what would have been good writing if she said, "Oh, you know, no, no, that's okay. I'll go with him to the office, and we'll just hang out for a little bit. Something along those lines that make her want to go with this man, not an excuse of, oh, I don't want you to drive home.' They could have, they could have wrote something in here. Something right? Ellie should have screamed, like, found her way <laughs> between them, like. Like she could have, like they could have had, they could have had Courtney said, "Oh no, it's fine. I'll go with him because you know I got a little surprise for him at home anyway." Something like that, you know. That would have made that would have made more sense. That would have been better writing. Not, oh, I don't want you to drive home, huh? <laughs> <laughs> what? Like we're we're all adults here. Yeah, like what? Yeah, that was just bad writing again. So Ellie finds a package on her outdoor table. And someone's watching again. It you could just tell when someone. I don't know watching. why you keep saying it's someone. We all know it's David. So yeah, David's <laughs> watching again. So like it's a mystery. None of this. That's that's one of the things that was like kind of iffy about this movie. It's like they try to make certain things a mystery. It's not a mystery. We know who it is. <laughs> like you already told us who it is. Why is this hiding in the shadows supposed to be a mystery? We know who's watching. That is true. So in the package is a record of Forget Me Not, the album. Next scene, she meets with David alone in a public restaurant. She's trying to be incognito with her bill sunglasses. <laughs> David is still being delusional and his temperature flares up. And I think it's interesting that they use the fire in the background. It kind of represents his flaring temperature. Temper. That's flaring temper. Oh, I didn't yeah. notice that either. And tell she, you, man, I was out of it. <laughs> out of it watching this movie. She gives him back the record and like reinforces that she's done with this and to leave her alone. Then he breaks the record. So next scene, Courtney comes to Ellie in tears, says David tells her everything. And she believes this man instead of her friend. Dumb. That's why I tell you Courtney was not. Which was yeah, that that part was kind of weird. I forgot what it was in the conversation, but it was something that was said, and it was just like, it was kind of weird. Like, oh, it was the fact, yeah, he told her, this is why it was weird. He tells her that Ellie hit on her at the bar and been calling him ever since. But I'm like, didn't you, she didn't find it strange that she already knew Ellie but yet he's sitting there pretending like he didn't know her when they met. Right. And then he walked into he her house with that. Yes. And he just happens. They just caught Ellie happened to be hitting on him. And then uh, Ellie was hitting on him. And he just happened coincidentally to date her, her who is her Ellie's best friend. Courtney didn't find that strange. So that part was like really weird. 
very weird because that's a little suspicious. Like, oh, this woman was. If if someone told, if my girlfriend told me that, yeah, this guy was hitting on her. After this man came to the house with someone. Wait, no, that's wrong. If my okay, if my girlfriend told me that my friend was hitting on her before me and her met, and we went to the house and he act like we didn't meet, and we just some and we ha- rephrase this again. <laughs> and you see how it don't make no sense no matter how it doesn't. It doesn't. If my friend, if my girlfriend told me that my best friend was hitting on her. And me and my girlfriend just happened to meet after that. That would be a little suspicious to me, especially when we go to their house and they're acting like they don't know each other. That would be weird. Because I'm not, because I'd be thinking, like, you saying we just happened, you didn't know, you just happened to know me. We just happened to meet after my best friend supposedly was hitting on you at the, threw herself, at, threw himself at you at the club and kept calling you afterwards. And then you you just happened to meet me, like that's a bit too coincidental. It, I would it, have been suspicious, seriously suspicious. That's a, that's sense. way too coincidental. My best friend was throwing themselves at you, calling you several times afterwards, and then you and I just happened to meet and date. Mm, that's a one in a million shot there. I'd be very suspicious just hearing it. I'd be having all wait, wait. I'd have all sorts of questions for my girlfriend at that point. As soon as she told me that story, and but like, what you? How 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 is it that we meet after that happens? And that's my best friend. We talk and see each other all the time. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, that was that was weird. That made no sense because I would definitely be suspicious of this story being told to me. Right. And then Ellie's like, you're really going to sit there and believe that after he sat at the table and said that he was a hacker, a computer hacker. That's another thing, too. Yeah, he's a hacker. <laughs> you know he's a hacker. I'm just like, no, you're you, you're just an idiot. She I would have been so idiot. suspicious. I, I mean, I still I still didn't have any problems with Courtney, but I'm just like, that was like, that's really suspicious. That was just weird to me that you didn't find anything suspicious about that whole situation and that whole story he was telling her. I tell you, friend wise, she would not be in my circle because from the rip, I didn't like her, how she moved. No, 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 no. So Ellie has to take it upon herself to start investigating um, David. She looks his ID alone was sus. Like it looked like serial killers. <laughs> Yeah, so, what did she do? How did she first start investigating him? She was looking him up on, on I guess, some type of database they had. Uh, she looked up his ID, his uh, school records, his marriage license. I think I want to do a uh, lot. La- I think I want to do my laundry then because I had to wash all my sickly stuff. So I think I kind of walked out. Ah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Because when I came in, she was talking to an old friend. Yes, the old him. friend. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when he. That's when she's told her that his wife was killed, and tells her that he was obsessed with her in college. And yes. Ellie has no idea. How, that's when you find out this man's been obsessed with this woman since college. That's when. That's when all the stuff he was saying became became really no longer innocent, but really creepy. Like, oh, he heard she worked at the farm firm, so she he decided to go. He took the job there, and it's like. All right, you've been stalking this woman right. for years. And she also said that 
his wife, wife looked like her. her. I was like, yo, this man's been obsessed with her since college. That's insane. Like, creepy. I would have told my husband right there, off the rip, right there. Okay? That would have, of all the times to tell, that would have been a good time to tell. Right. The, the man's been obsessed with us since college. Coming into the home, like, no. Get 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 a guard dog or something at this point. So then... um, She started she, following him. Follow, yep. And then when she looked into the wife's and the, the ex-wife's and her boyfriend's death, it said that it was deemed a robbery. And... Yeah, she started following this man around. This man's playing golf with her husband, and then he goes home, and then he leaves, and then she breaks into his house, and she finds a laptop that has, like, pictures of his ex-wife and pictures of her on his laptop. Then he comes in (laughs) while she's still there, and she's hiding. Courtney calls him, and then he leaves, and that's how she gets out. And then she's driving, and she tells Courtney that there's something wrong with him. She tells Courtney that she broke into his house and found the pictures on his laptop of, of her. Courtney actually listens this time. She goes into his phone and finds all the pictures of Ellie. And he catches her and slams her head on the ground or into the wall or whatever. So then Ellie gets there, finds her unconscious, calls the cops. Then this man fakes his death. He burns a body with his clothes on it, right? And leaves a suicide note so everyone thinks he's dead. This was like the only really stupid part of the movie and it's not the not the suicide thing although i am curious where he got that goddamn body did they ever explain where they got the body or they didn't uh the body was a homeless guy that david pulled up on okay after he commits suicide on the news his his uh therapist is on the on a tv because the news report reports his suicide and he confessed to his therapist that he killed his ex-girlfriend and her boyfriend so the therapist is on the TV and says this man is a classic case of narcissistic, narcissistic, nas. Can you say the word, please? Uh, Narciss- nar- narcissist. Nar- I can nar- say narcissistic. Narcissistic. Thank you. Personality. Why is that stupid? Because nothing about what this man does is narcissistic personality. I was like that. That's not narcissistic personality. This it man was like not obsessive. Yes, he was obsessed with her, but he did not see himself at the center of everything. He, there was nothing about him that was narcissistic. He was just obsessed with this one woman. Period. That's I'm just like, uh, no, no, that's not narcissistic personality disorder. I don't know who put that in here, but they're completely wrong. <laughs> and I looked it up. I looked mm. it up to make sure I was right. <laughs> I googled it. I'm like, yeah, no, no, nothing he did fits this description <laughs> at all. Yeah, I thought I'm like that. Don't sound right. I was like, uh, you fucked up on that one, guys. But other than that, this movie was pretty good, which is why we're not going to tell you the end. So <laughs> you're just gonna have to watch it. <laughs> we're just gonna have to watch it to find out the end. This movie was pretty good. It wasn't great, but. From what I was watching, what I can pay attention to, it was it kept me interested. You know, the acting was good. There was a few stupid bad writing situations, like we said, but they weren't major bad writing situations. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I'd have to give this one. I'd have to say this one was pretty good. It's a pretty good movie. I would, the funny thing is, whenever I told somebody I was going to watch this, they start laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. This movie was not that bad. It was actually pretty good. It wasn't great, but I wouldn't watch it a second time. But for a first watch through, yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. What'd you think? It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it was not. It was not as bad as I was thought it was going to be. It really wasn't. And I really thought she didn't even have sex with this guy. She just literally had a made out session with him, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. And I also like, I also like that they didn't do the stupid trope of the husband being all angry and walking out on her. No, no, he realized it was years ago. She didn't go that far, and he was willing to forgive her. And which is more realistic than the other thing with the guy getting mad over not over almost cheating on him. <laughs> you know, then normally they have the, the the husband get all pissed off and walk out on her and she's crying, Oh my god, don't leave me mm-hmm. that dumbass trope. But they know they didn't do that this time. He actually thought about it. He realized that she realized she almost made a mistake. Well, she did make a mistake by even starting. He realized that she she appreciates what she has now and realizes it was a mistake and was sorry for it. And he even said, it's not, I don't feel like I'm, I'm, I can't say I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm not hurt or I'm not angry, but you're stuck with me. (laughs) I love you and you're stuck with me because she didn't actually cheat. So yeah, I like that part. It was, this is pretty good. It was pretty good. Wasn't the greatest movie, but you know, it's worth checking out. Mm-hmm. Definitely worth checking out. So, yeah, it's nice to see Omar Epps and Neil Long have a good movie in the year 2020. Neil Long, we haven't seen in a very long time. Neil Long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Neil Long. It was also interesting seeing Omar, even though this wasn't the first time I seen him play a villain, it was interesting seeing him play the main villain because he was a villain in, um, he was a vampire in uh, Dracula 2000. I've never seen him as a villain. Yeah, he was a vampire in, uh, what should we call it, Dracula 2000. Which oh. he wasn't, not because of him, but because that was a terrible movie. I just wish he wasn't in that movie. Because I like him. He's a good actor. That movie was awful. Uh, I actually kind of want to see him as a vampire. He doesn't have that many scenes. He's not like a major player in that movie. He's just kind of there. Well, it's getting late again, so let's jump into the news. All righty. So let's just roll on in. So yeah, I know it- I'm kind of rushing along this this <laughs> episode because I need some. I still need some more rest. I got to make me another hot toddy, and then I have to get my pillow out the dryer because I had to wash all that stuff too to get the sickness out. And then I need to fold my clothes and go to bed. Indeed, indeed. All righty. So in the news. There's a candle recall. Nearly over 143,000 candles that were sold at Dollar Tree got recalled. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not surprised it was the Dollar Tree. Right. There's a, I like, I I don't shop at the Dollar Tree, and that's why. Like, everything's a dollar for a reason. I'll mm-hmm. I'll shop at Family Dollar because their stuff is cheap, but uh, most of their stuff is good quality. Dollar Tree, nah, man, nah. All that stuff is knockoff stuff, so <laughs> I'm not surprised. Like even their decorations, they last like two days, and then they're no good anymore. That is very true. 
yeah, they were got recalled as high flames could pose fire and burn hazard. <laughs> Candle hot, fire hot. Oh, what company was this? Was it Dollar Tree made candles or was this like a knockoff company? Oh, it was like a knockoff stuff? company. What was the name of the company? Did they say? Uh, let's pull it back up. Put my shuffling. The fact that, oh yeah, candles cause potential fire? No, duh. <laughs> I don't know why you keep putting the articles down instead of reading the actual article. You did that last week, too. Like, Let me see. I didn't get the name of up. the company that made them. Let me just grab They might not it. have put them up there. As I keep, they, yeah, keep all of your articles in front of you. I don't know why you get rid of them after you read them. You're not going to remember them. Right. I think that was the first article I wrote down. Or you're going to kind of remember them and get the facts wrong. That's why I keep all the art. When I do the news, I keep all the articles right there so I can read from what I'm reading. So at least if it's wrong, I'm not the one giving it wrong information. It's just wrong. True. Candle recall. Let me see if it even says. It just says the type of can small votive candles that were small sold exclusively what? at Dollar Tree. Small what candles? Voltive. V O T I B E. Voltib. I don't even know what type of candles those are. Me neither. I sound like what kind of candles? I don't even know what type of candles those are. Okay, well, I'll... I'm not surprised. It's the Dollar Tree. That might be the company name. I don't know. <laughs> so it says, Adult Trading Inc. of Missouri City, Texas, imported the candles. But that doesn't necessarily mean they made it. They just imported yeah. it. They could be from China. Who knows? This is why I don't shop at the Dollar Tree. I'll shop at Family Dollar because they have top, they have quality stuff for cheap but the dollar tree no nah. i'll be looking at some of the stuff you know what i get at the dollar tree if i go in there candy that's <laughs> about it and wrapping paper you can't go wrong things you can't go wrong with you can't go wrong with candy can't go wrong with wrapping paper maybe cookies once in a while depending on what brand of cookies is sitting there but i really don't like buying cookies from the dollar tree because i don't know any of those brands and last time someone brought cookies from the dollar tree they taste like shit <laughs> Soap. You can't go wrong with soap. That's not soap. Like, well, actually, you can. You can get knockoff soap. So, yeah, no, that's right. I don't buy soap from the Dollar Tree either. Dishwasher <laughs> detergent you can buy from the Dollar Tree. Dishwasher detergent is dishwasher detergent. You're not putting it on your body anyway. But, yeah, no, there's certain things that you should not buy. Only certain things you should buy at the Dollar Tree. Don't even buy ketchup and mustard because they're just like, the worst ketchup and mustard. I think at, at, actually that was a couple of Ad, Ad, Adco Shore Sense. That's the name of the candle. Adco Shore Sense. Yep. Well, don't buy those people. <laughs> fire hot. Fire will burn. But yeah, supposedly the glass breaks and. Wow, the candle gets so hot that the they, that the glass breaks because the glass is so cheap. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should say so thinly made. So. <laughs> All righty. Next article. I thought this was interesting. Uh, experimental brain implants in monkeys offer hope for restoring vision in blind people. 
Hmm. Scientists are a step closer to restoring the sight of blind people using brain implants. Researchers from the Netherlands Institution of Neuroscience said after a series of successful experiments on monkeys. They developed implants containing electrodes, uh, conductors that carry electrical currents in and out of the brain. And by sending the electrical signals to the monkeys' brains, the researchers create a type of dots of light that can be seen or perceived by the brain. Hmm. And so the team believes that such technology could one day be used to stimulate sight in blind people who have been able to see at some point in their life. Oh, that's interesting. But then I also worry about the body's reaction to that, too. <laughs> but yeah, that's interesting. And who knows if it, it might be feasible. So we'll see. They said it's successful with monkeys. Although I'm not really one of those people who agree with experimenting on monkeys or animals, period. Yeah. I'm like, that's how uh, you saw the most recent um, Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Oh, God. You're going yeah. into fiction. I'm just talking about real life. You're going into fiction. <laughs> I'm Listen just saying. Here, it started out with experimenting on monkeys Listen, I'm just and saying. it released a virus. <laughs> I'm talking about reality. You're talking about fiction. <laughs> I'm saying, like, you shouldn't be experimenting on animals, period. You're talking about the end of the world in a fictional movie. I, yeah, I don't really... Are you worried I'm about Skynet, fine. too? <laughs> Listen here. These AIs. Oh... <laughs> <sighs> Oh, you heard it here, folks. She's worried about monkeys coming to life and getting intelligent, taking over the world, and Skynet blowing everything up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Those are her two biggest fears. It's about the potential that virus. Are you you afraid that the monkeys will sit there and make Skynet? (laughs) Monkeys know better. Is that a fear for you? (laughs) Monkeys know better than humans, okay? Uh, What else we got? All right, so Discovery Plus joins the growing list of streaming services. So Discovery Plus is the now the only streaming service with uh, networks including HGTV, Food Network, TLC, Discovery ID, Own TV, Animal Planet. Cable's and going out of business. Yeah, cable is going. To, like, I give it. I give it another twenty years before cable is gone completely. Because now you got you got Discovery Plus, you got AMC Plus, you got AC, uh, CBS All Access, WB Net, uh, the w, uh, CW. That's just called CW. What else you got? You got Sling. It's like yeah, cable's going out of business. The, the, the Spectrum and um, they're, they're just going to start serving internet internet services. Twenty years, pretty much. I predict. I'm telling you, twenty years from now, there will be no cable networks. It'll just all be streaming. I give it fifteen. Movie theaters are probably going to go out of business too. Oh yes, that was. I didn't get to research further into it, but did you hear W? Well, before I digress into that, uh, the service, the Discovery Plus service, will be available for four ninety nine monthly. That's actually and, cheaper than all the other ones. And then six ninety nine for ad free version. Yeah, that's still and cheaper it, than all the other ones. Most of them right. are like ten dollars. 
And it will also have content from BBC and nonfiction content from A&E, the History Channel, and Lifetime. Yeah, streaming networks used to be cheaper than cable, but they're pretty much getting up there to be the same price as cable. They're not more, you know, when you add them all up together. But it is still cheaper because if you live with a family household, each person pays for a different streaming network. It still comes out cheaper for individuals. So, yeah. Yeah, streaming networks is going to take over. Cable is going to go out of business. Theaters are going to go out of business, too. Because I just saw something is coming out in 2021. I forgot what it was. But it's going to, not only is it going to be in theaters, but it's going to be available on stream so you can buy on streaming. So it's just like, yeah, movie theaters are becoming obsolete as well. So along the lines, WB uh, Warner Brothers just announced that all of its content that was supposed to come out in theaters is coming out HBO. HBO Max, yeah. Yeah, and in theaters the same day. Yeah, I forgot what it was I was looking at, but, oh, Wonder Woman. No, Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wonder Woman. No, it wasn't Wonder Woman. It was something else. But someone told me that Wonder Woman, the second Wonder Woman was supposed to come out sometime this month. Oh, yeah. It's already in my queue yeah. on Christmas Day. Yeah. Okay, Christmas Day. Yeah. And it's going to be in theaters and on streaming network. I'm like, why am I going to go to the theaters when I can just watch it at home? I'll pay for that. I like the first one. Right. So Mortal Kombat, uh, King Kong versus That's what Godzilla. it was. That's what it was. King Kong versus Godzilla it comes out in 2021 for HBO Max and in theaters. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Matrix for anything that's Warner Brothers coming out, HBO and theaters to see. Yeah, and I'm year. like, that. that's perfect for me. I don't have to go to the theaters to see that. I can turn up the lights here. Hook it up to the speakers. <laughs> I got my surround mm-hmm. sound. I'm like, yeah, theater, movie theaters. Yeah, 20 years, cable's going to be gone. Probably movie theaters, too. They're going to go the way of the drive-in. Mm-hmm. That's very true. And the final article, which I thought was kind of interesting, cool. German but you know woman, what? That's actually uh-huh. a good thing because you and your friends, you go to the movie theaters, you each have to pay, like, at this point in time, each to watch a movie. You can just invite your friends over, pay the $17, and you'll all sit there at the house and watch it. $17 for a movie instead of, uh, like, we have, like, five friends. That's, like, a hundred... I'm sorry. Yeah, five friends. That's $170 at $10. That's... uh, At least here in New York. $10 is um, the matinee. So that's $170 spent if you go with five people. Right? Mm-hmm. No, not 175. My math is off. That's half of that. <laughs> That's uh, what's half of uh, 170 dollars? Half of 170 dollars. Yeah, is... uh, uh, 85. 85. So that's $85 for five people to a movie theater. Meanwhile, you can just pay 17 dollars. Oh. No, it's $50 at matinee prices. I'm doing regular set. $50 at matinee prices where you can just pay $10 and all five of you can sit on the couch and watch the movie. That's $2 a person. Makes sense. <laughs> so movie theaters are going to be gone soon. Tell you that right now. So I'm not sure. mad at that. That's say it's cost effective. That's cost effective. So that's a good thing. It's a good thing. People can't afford to be paying 10 to $17 a ticket for a movie theater, for a movie. It's ridiculous. 
And they're still going to make their money because most people are going to sit there and just want to watch the movie by themselves. So, yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's cheaper than the movie theater. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. Because right now, renting a movie is like $5.99 for 24 hours in most places. And even if they do mm-hmm. it to rent for $20, still, like I said, you get five people with $20. That's what? Uh, it's not $2. $4. It's $4 a person. Everybody ending up $4. You have to excuse me, people. I'm still sick. My math is off. It takes me a while to process. Oh, it takes me a while to process and not sick. But so. yeah, you know, so it's, it's extremely cost effective for everything to be streamed. Sorry, I got I got caught in the math and stuff. So go ahead. Is this the next the next <laughs> one? The final article, which I thought was kind of cute. Well, not cute, but I'm like, oh, that's interesting. German woman leaves seven point million dollars to her neighbors. You know that saying, be kind to your neighbor. How, wait, I'm sorry. What? How much? $7.5 million to her neighbors. Wow. Wow. 7.5. Okay. Please explain right. this to me. Is she still In alive? Birth? She's dead. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Right? You never know. Be kind to your neighbor, yeah, bro. She probably had no family and had nothing else to give it to. So, this happened in Berlin. Residents of a community in central Germany have unexpectedly inherited a property and a stock portfolio worth $7. million following the death of an elderly neighbor. I can't... Renette, Renette Widell had lived in this district in Heisen, central Germany, with her husband, Alfred Wendell, since 1975. Alfred, her husband, was successful and active on the stock exchange and he died back in 2016. She had been receiving care in a nursing home since 2016 and died December of last year at the age of 81. In April of this year, the district said it was informed that Renette had bequeathed a bank account shares and values. Renette's sister, who was the original heir, had already died. Mm. the news came out as a shock to authorities they thought it was it was simply not possible they thought the comma was in the wrong place when they looked at the paperwork (laughs) (laughs) and there was someone who actually inherited the property uh it was left as a legacy but it was declined by the initial inheritor because the cost of maintaining the house and the outbuildings was too much was too much for them to deal with. So they didn't want it anymore. They declined it. Mm-hmm. So the community is now obligated to use the inheritance uh, for community facilities and infrastructures. And that's pr- I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty nice. See, there are some generous, nice people out there. She's on her way um, out. She decided to build up her community. That was pretty. And she cool. had no one else to give the money to. That's 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 a, well, good for her. Not not good for her, but good for those people. And they better make a statue of her. 
<laughs> right. They said that they would honor them. Yes. Or oh, a plaque or something. Honor them. Yeah. Because, yeah, they just built your community for you. Like for generations to come, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her name should be remembered for that. Because she could have just let that shit go to the bank or whatever. Gosh, right. Oh, see? See, we always end on a happy note. We'll, we'll make sure to keep it that way. <laughs> well, that's it for... Oh, yeah, one more thing. I, I should have mentioned this earlier. So I watched last week's, not the this Friday's, but the week before episode of The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And we finally have a name for Baby Yoda, because that's all everyone's no, no, been no, calling no, no, her. No, 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 Don't tell me. You don't want to know? No, no, please, no. Well, it's just a name. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm like, his name. We finally have a name. I'm not going to tell you the episode, <laughs> but we finally have a name. So his name is Gorgo. Oh. His name is Gorgo. Yes, his name is Gorgo. Don't know how old he is. They didn't go into that, but his name is Gorgo. You get, they give you a hint of how old he is, but as you know, Yoda's race lived for 900 years. <laughs> so... And they said in the first season he's at least a hundred years old. So yeah, his name is Gorgo. So now everyone knows little Gorgo. That's a cute name too. It really is. If I ever get another pet, I'm gonna name him Gorgo. Little Gorgo. Little Gorgo. My gosh, that is such a cute name. <laughs> yeah, like I was gonna tell you the whole episode. <laughs> Just telling you his name. Gorgo. So then my question is, okay, real quick before we end things, what is the timeline and place, Blake? Oh, for, that's, um, it's uh, right after uh, the, the fall of the Empire. Right after the fall of the Empire, with the New Republic starting to establish stuff. So, where is Gorgo now? That's my question. Within the Star Wars universe, that's my question. This takes place during, right after the Empire is destroyed mm-hmm. and the new republic is trying to build up they're trying to build the new Re- the rebels are trying to build the new republic that's where this all takes place so it's after episode six before episode seven it's in that period yeah that's okay. what that's when this takes place but after episode six return of the jedi before episode seven which was the force awakening it's in between there and with that, I think we will end this episode. Next week, uh, I have a couple of ideas, but I'm not going to say what because I haven't decided on which one yet. But I have a couple of ideas on what to do. A uh, couple of big ones, too. That would, that, that would probably be fun to watch. But that's it for this week. Uh, yeah. So Say goodnight, Robin. Oh, I got to do plugs. Can- uh I forgot about the plugs. All right, plugs. Plugs. You can watch my show on YouTube, Cinemastrophe. C-I-N-E-M-A-S-T-R-O-P-E. You can put that in, and you can put Don Perignon, and it'll pop up. I hate to see my overviews. If you want to watch some of the, if you want to listen to some of the, the oh, although I don't know why you would if you're watching this on a podcast, but whatever. Some of my old stuff, my I have less tries on there, shit I hate episodes, my video reviews for old stuff is up there. 
you can email us at donperion underscore at yahoo.com. Send us your comments, your questions, your opinions, whatever the fuck you want to send us. Just no dick pics. Um, what else you got? You can follow me on Twitch, uh, the doctor underscore 2477. Just push the subscribe button on the Twitch, and whenever I'm on, you get a notification that I'm playing. Also, you can find me on Facebook under Cinemastrophe. And you can find the podcast and all my other stuff at the website at cinemastrophy.com. It'll take you to the WordPress page. If you go to the right side, all the way down in the archives, you can see the click button where you can click on to the... uh, This is for the people who are watching on YouTube, obviously, because if you want to be up to date and not be a week behind, these are the other ways you can find us. You go to the archives, you go down to the bottom, it'll put the newest episode down there, you click on that, you can watch all the episodes, you can listen to it right away. Also, if you happen to be in a tri-state area, tri-state area is New York, that's connect, you know, Connecticut, New Jersey, in the, close to New York City. You can check out East Coast Street Tacos. They have a location in Astoria and a new location down in Williamsburg. You can find out exactly where those locations are at EastCoastStreetTacos.com. They also have a Twitter, which is East Coast Street Tacos NYC, and an Instagram, East Coast Street Tacos NYC. It's my boy Ruben. He makes great tacos. Well, his people make great tacos. They're restaurant quality tacos. They also have a food truck. You can find out all that information on their website where that truck is going to be pretty sure that's everything did that really fast i might have missed something if i did sorry about that it's not like i'm getting paid for these sponsorships anyway that's it i'm ready to go to bed good night everybody say good night robin adios good night guys